the 2001 New England Patriots, the team that started an NFL dynasty. In a season full of dramatic twists and turns on and off the field, the upstart Pats shocked the world, redefining what it meant to be a team and a Patriot. 20 years and six Super Bowl championships later, we're revisiting that historic season, hearing from different perspectives that were there to witness it firsthand and tell the tale. From players to coaches, local and national media, and even some fans, mixed with some of the most iconic sounds that define the season, it will be a unique six-part journey back as we follow the roots of the Patriots dynasty to the one championship that started it all. We are all Patriots, and tonight the Patriots are world champions. I'm Mike Dussault, and this is 2001, a Super Bowl sound odyssey. Episode 3, Brady Begins. From beginning to end, we don't know what to expect from this young man. I know the players and the coaches are very high on him. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch the whole thing unfold and see what he does. Well, he spent two years in the system, so nothing's really going to um, sneak up on him. They may actually go in with a more core type of game plan than, than obviously one that they'd have with Drew Bledsoe in here. After a national tragedy, an 0-2 start, and their starting quarterback sustaining a life-threatening injury, the Patriots prepared to turn the page to the next man up at the most important position in football, a philosophy that would be tested many times over the next two decades, but having already turned heads in training camp, there was an underlying confidence in young Tom Brady. I've always told myself, if you ever get this opportunity, because you never know how many you're going to get. Um, and when you do get your opportunity, you better be ready to take advantage, especially with how competitive this league is and, and how good you know, every team you play is. Scott Pioli, Patriots Director of Player Personnel. You know, I give a ton of credit to you know the coaching staff. They knew what Tommy could do at that point in his career, and they knew what he couldn't do or what might be a stretch. And they made sure that um, they set him up for success and, and put him in a position to succeed and not ask him to do things that might be might have been beyond what he was capable of that at that particular point. Tell us about him. What does he bring to the table? Well, we watched him in practice Friday, made all the throws, has strong enough arm to hit that out route, and really feels confident. In fact, wasn't nervous at all. I was kind of surprised. Antoine Smith, running back. I think at, at that point, I think early on in the season, I think we were a little shaky. Like I said, we went to Cincinnati, lost to them the first game of the season, and Cincinnati at that time wasn't beating nobody. The Bengals' new attitude pays off with a 23-17 win over the Patriots today. Their first season opening victory in four years. You know, then we lose Drew. We lose our quarterback. Tom Brady's in the game. He is. You're right. Drew Bledsoe is not in the ball game. It's like any other young quarterback coming in and get, getting, getting your feet wet. Um, you, know, you don't want to put too much on him, but, you know, you try to bring him along slowly. Obvious keys to today's game is how well Tom Brady can fill in for Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady, this will be his first NFL start in his second year as a Patriot. He had a, a fine exhibition season, but exhibition and preseason games are much different than facing the reigning uh, AFC East champion, I would believe. Brady's first start came in the third game of the season, with the 2-0 Colts coming to Foxborough and favored by 11.5 points. You know, the, the one thing mentally Tom Brady can, can do is, you know, there's very little expected of him, uh, being a fill-in uh, for Drew Bledsoe. Few expected the battered Brady-led Patriots to mount much resistance to a Peyton Manning-led offense that had already put up 87 points and 888 yards in two dominant wins over the Jets and Bills. A career-high 421 yards throwing for Peyton Manning. He uh, threw for all the TDs, the four of them. Peyton Manning, pretty good day, huh? With an explosive offense and a growing array of weapons, 
Colts would become the Patriots' biggest rival of the next decade. Nick Fitzy Stevens, Patriots fan and personality. Here comes Peyton Manning, who ultimately would have the greatest rivalry ever. Brady Manning, it'll never get any better than that. And Manning throws this little pass over the middle to Jerome Payton, who usually just was able to get away with whatever he wanted because he's a fast Colts receiver and the Pats stink. And Brian Cox, who's one of the veterans that Belichick brought in to help sort of change the tone and culture there, hit him, so decleats him, and just levels him like you have no idea. That hit from Cox on Payton changed everything. Manning with his back in a split, is back to throw, looks, fires to the left, and is caught there and down there at the 42 as Brian Cox really labeled the uh, receiver, Jerome Payton, at the 42-yard line. Powered by two pick sixes and a mistake-free game from Brady, the Patriots pulled off the decisive upset. And that's it. And the Patriots walk off the field victorious, running all over the Indianapolis Colts here this afternoon as the Patriots rushed 41 times for 198 yards on the ground. Tom Brady was 13 of 24 passing for 119 yards. Well, that's a 317-yard offense for the Patriots and defensively certainly did their job holding the high-powered Indianapolis Colts to only 13 points. Pepper Johnson, linebackers coach. And we, we got a, a different urgency of... of the players in that room taking ownership of the defense. And that didn't come from uh, the coaching staff because we can only say so much and we can only do so much. That that came from the players and the players um, kind of bought into that more and more as the season progressed. And unfortunately for, for Bledsoe, but um, was a plus for us in a way um, as a whole that when we lost him during the season and, and Brady comes in, um, that made us like, hey, now we have to strap it on. The thing that I appreciate out of what the Patriots did on their defensive game plan, they came up with, they were, they're facing the number one offense in the NFL, and they didn't try to get uh, exotic or, or spectacular with their defense. They played sound, fundamental, and basic defense. Tom E. Curran, Metro West Daily News. It was a resounding victory for the Patriots. Brady mostly had his hands at 10 and 2 and just got the car out of the garage, down the street, and back to the garage. And that was a sense after that game. Well, at least he didn't wreck the family car. I think that the Patriots' ability to keep the ball on the ground and run it as well as they did for well over 100 and, what, 150 yards or right. something um, enabled the Patriots to keep the ball away. Paul Perillo, Patriots Football Weekly. And I remember thinking, to be honest, you know, they had the great first game against Indianapolis where Ty Law returned. I think Otis Smith had uh, had a pick. Manning looks, fires. Oh! Intercepted by Otis Smith at the 25. Heading left to the 30-yard line. Turning wide to the far side of the field. Turns the corner at the 40-45. He's in midfield to the 40. He's to the 35-30. 25-20. He's to the 15. To the 10. To the 5. And in. Touchdown. Otis Smith. Law returned one for a touchdown. Fires to the right. It is intercepted. 
Picked off by Ty Law at the 20, at the oh. 15, still on his feet at the 10, heading to the right, to the 5, and he is going to go in touchdown. It was all defense. I mean, Tom didn't do a whole lot. He didn't have to do a whole lot. So with the final score, the New England Patriots 44, the Indianapolis Colts 13. That is it from Foxborough. But the 44-13 win over the Colts was followed up with a 30-10 loss in Miami, a game location that would give the Patriots plenty of fits during the next two decades as Brady threw for just 86 yards and took four sacks. Brady, play action fake. Oh, he's going to be sacked. Loses the ball. It's on the ground. And I believe the Dolphins recovered it, which will uh, end this one. The Patriots fell to 1-3 and three with their season hanging by a thread, leading Coach Belichick to take unique measures to put the loss behind them. Tom E. Curran. The next week against Miami, when they played there and got their asses handed to them 30-10, was, well, that was nice, but now you see why Drew Bledsoe will be back in place before too long. Slot to the near side left for Brady on second and ten. He fumbles the snap. Loses the ball. It's down to the end zone. Touchdown Miami. Wow. Tom Brady fumbled the snap. The ball went bouncing back to the goal line and a Miami Dolphin was Johnny on the spot to pick it up and run in for a touchdown. David Patton wide receiver. To come in to a, a Wednesday practice after a demoralizing loss and you see a big hole at the end of the practice field, he's like, what's going on? And he comes and he he, he he buries us in the meeting, but then when he goes to bury the ball, he's like, now everything I've said to you guys, everything we messed up in this game, we're burying it right here. And, and we have a chance to start over from this point forward and do something special. I will never forget that. The Patriots will be getting the ball first. It'll be interesting to see what Tom Brady does in his third start. He had a good game against uh, the Colts, a poor game against Miami, and now this will be the third time around. The following week against the San Diego Chargers, Brady and the Patriots offense turned a corner. Unleashed and throwing a season-high 54 attempts for 364 passing yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions, the offense showed it could be more than a passenger during the season. Play action fake, Brady rolls right, got a man open, touchdown, Jermaine Wiggins! And there's the tight end. I kept waiting for them to throw the ball to Wiggins on the tight end sneak. Down 10 points late in the game, Brady made the first fourth quarter comeback of his career. As the Patriots tied up the game late, then got their second win of the season in overtime. 44-yard field goal, Adam Vinatieri. Good, it's good. And the Patriots with Tom Brady throwing an amazing amount of time. Tom Brady, 33 of 54 for 364. What boys, Patriots come from 10 back to win. Yeah. Rob Ryan, linebackers coach. Brady, you know, came in there and we won. And I remember the optimism of, of uh, Mr. Kraft you know, he was so optimistic. Yeah, this could be the guy. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. But I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> but sure enough, he, he was right. He was the guy. And uh, But all of Brady's hard work paid off. Like, uh, you know, he obviously such an overachieve, you know, a guy that just made himself great. But uh, he had great coaching along the way. But he's he was really special. He took the experience that he had as a rookie, and I think he uh, did an excellent job of running the offense, of being in command of the team when he was uh, on the field. Jermaine Wiggins, tight end. Tom was playing well, and you, you kind of look and you go, okay, we know what we got on defense. We're running the ball good with uh, Antoine Smith, 
And, you know, it seems like we can throw the ball when we have to throw the football. So that was the game that we looked at and said, you know what, you know, we got some talent on this roster and, you know, we can put things together. The 2-3 and three Patriots would keep the momentum going as they traveled to Indianapolis, facing the Colts for the second time in four weeks, led by David Patton, who became just the second player since the NFL-AFL merger to score a touchdown receiving. Brady, back to throw, looks, shoots it long and deep and caught at the 50-40, at the 35-30, 25-20 going all the way for a touchdown. David Patton, an 81 81 yard touchdown pass. Rushing. David Patton to the 30. Painting right to the 25 20. He's 15, 10, 5. In. Touchdown. David Patton. And throwing. Brady. It's a quick screen to the left, and Patton's going to throw the football. Shoots it long and deep. Troy Brown. He's got it. He's in. Touchdown. <laughs> Holy smoke. Earning him AFC Offensive Player of the Week. The special teams also stepped up with two block field goal attempts while the defense sacked Peyton Manning four times, recovered two fumbles, and held the prolific Colts offense to just one touchdown in the game. David Patton. Everyone can't be the, the All-American. Every, every player can't get the accolades. Every player can't make it to the Hall of Fame. But to say that I did something that two Hall of Famers did, you know, that, that, that's really humbling and that makes me feel pretty good because that's just it. When I when I was given my opportunities, I always felt like I could be an 80-catch, 90-catch receiver any given season. But that just wasn't my role. Tom Brady, the David Patton. What? Chris Berman, ESPN. They're winning with Tom Brady, and they're winning with Antoine Smith running for 1,100 yards. And they're winning with an offensive line that is really good because Dante Scarnetti is an unbelievable coach. And... And they had a rookie named Matt Light playing on the line, and they had Damian Woody, and they had, you know, Andrews. I mean, they, 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 the line was very good. So they, they were just a solid is a boring word, but they, wherever they were, they didn't add up, you know, Pro Bowl level talent. They played cohesively, which, again, looking back, is the mark of all the Patriot teams, whether it was a Super Bowl year or not. Paul Perillo. If you avoid the big mistakes that are going to put points on the board for the other team, you're always going to have a puncher's chance. And I thought Tom did a great job of keeping the team on schedule. He avoided a lot of negative plays. Um, there weren't a lot of turnovers. There weren't a lot. I mean, there, there were some sacks there that come with a, a young quarterback and an inexperienced quarterback, but they ran the ball. They stayed ahead of the chains. And then when it was third and four, you know, he, he found a way to, to move the chains and make plays often enough to keep the team on schedule, and I thought that was the biggest difference. After putting together their first two-game win streak and evening their season record at 3-3, three and three, the Pats would regress in another spot that would give them plenty of problems going forward, a mile high in Denver. So the Patriots uh, and the Broncos, this, uh, this age-old AFL rivalry is starting anew in this new stadium, and maybe the Patriots can get off to a great start. The Patriots squandered a 10-point second-half lead as Tom Brady would throw four interceptions, including one in the end zone. It short-circuited any ability for New England to counterpunch after falling behind. But there was a silver lining to the loss. Paul Perillo. It all came apart in the second half of a loss at Denver. He threw four picks. Patriots have to go for it. Brady stands in the pocket, fires down the field, intercepted by Delta O'Neill at the 30, at the 25, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, breaking tackles to the four-yard line. Four fourth-quarter interceptions by Brady. And you got to feel bad for the young guy because it has all come down on him like 
a roof caving in here in the fourth quarter in Denver. They went out to Denver, a place that they never had any success, and they felt like they threw a game away. You know, and they had a young quarterback who made his first real real mistakes. And they had an opportunity to win. And I, I remember talking to Damian Woody in the locker room after the game. And he sort of explained it. This game was different. There was an anger because we felt like we let one slip away today. And that, to me, was the day they decided, hey, we're pretty good. We can play with anyone. If we can go out to Denver, play a C-plus game, and still have a chance to win, we can compete with anybody. Clearly, you know, on the road, Tom Brady trying to bring him, uh, bring him from, from that kind of a deficit early is the, you know, the reason. After the frustrating loss in Denver, New England would win their next two games. First, knocking off the Falcons by sacking Chris Chandler and Michael Vick a combined nine times. Chandler rolls to his right, being chased and sacked by Richard Seymour. Slot to the near side right for Chandler. Fullback offset right as Christian here. Comes the corner blitz. And they get him. Back inside the 20-yard line. Vic is back to throw. Oh, a blitz and knocked down by Tabucky Jones. The following week, they knock off their divisional rivals, the Buffalo Bills, giving New England their first winning record of the season at 5-4. and four. It's a game the Patriots were pretty much in control of, but the Bills kept hanging around, hanging around. And when these two teams play, this is the kind of game that usually happens. Over the two games, the offense was powered by 217 rushing yards by Antoine Smith, with Smith also adding two touchdowns against his former team in Buffalo, including a 42-yarder near the end of the game that put the scrappy one-win Bills away. Patriots, two minutes to go. Hand off comes to Smith to the right. Plows ahead. Inside the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Goodbye. Touchdown, Antoine Smith. Puts it in the bank. Antoine Smith. I think every player that get released by a team, you have a chance to go back and play against that team that you want to do good. And that was one of the things I was like, and I think all my teammates knew it, that, that the game meant more to me than anyone else because you get released by Buffalo and it's your first chance to play against them. You want to prove to them that y'all made a mistake. So it was very satisfying to go out and have the game that I had that, that Sunday. Scott Pioli. I don't know if there was a, a particular game, but as the momentum built, you know, because again, we started off, we, we won a little bit, but then, you know, we had a couple of train wreck losses. But then when we got on that roll and you saw the team's confidence building, and it was real confidence, particularly on the defense um, and the trust that the team was having on, you know, with Tommy on offense, it just kept on building. And you were hoping that it was going to build enough each week to go to to the point where, again, you would have a next week. Matt Chatham, linebacker and special teamer. I think, you know, sort of the growing confidence was something that happened throughout that season. Um, and I think that's what kind of made us special and different. You know, we're, we were very well trained to know that, you know, one good week of work only guarantees you the, the fruit of that week. And uh, it won't get you something next week if you don't go do it again. So, we really had to sort of put them on the line every single week. And, uh, you know, if any moment we'd have taken a step back, we wouldn't have got gotten what we ultimately did at the end of that year. We're just about set to go here in Foxborough. Kind of a party atmosphere for this Sunday night nationally televised game as the Patriots look to try to make it six wins in their last eight and see if they can slow down the red-hot St. Louis Rams. At 5-4 and four and having won four of their last five games, the streaking Patriots welcomed the St. Louis Rams for a Sunday night matchup that saw the Rams favored by eight and a half points. Since winning the Super Bowl in 1999,
The Rams represented a true test for the Patriots and their growing self-belief. We talked to all the players in New England, Joe. They can't wait for this game. Well, not only that, a lot of the Rams players have never seen Bill Belichick's style of defense, so it's going to be new, and I, I would expect the first quarter to be a little bit of a sparring match until both of them figure out what exactly they want to do. Sitting at 8-1 and one on the season, the greatest show on turf had one of the best offenses in the league, and were looking to establish themselves as the next great NFL dynasty. Nick Fitzy Stevens. The Sunday night game against the Rams was, at the time, the ultimate barometer game for the 2001 Patriots. Like, this was the test. Here comes the greatest show on turf against these scrappy, upstart, low, you know, discount budget, hard-hitting, fundamentally sound New England Patriots. Now for Warner, back to throw. A quick rush, fires over the middle, intercepted by Terrell Buckley at the 45-40. Right side line, 35-30. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown, Terrell Buckley. Yeah. Terrell Buckley goes 55 yards with a pass interception. Mike Reese, Metro West Daily News. And I will tell you, I was a fan that day because I, I was splitting the beat with Tom Curran, and I was in the stands for that game in the last row, aluminum bleachers, leaning up against the press box saying, maybe I'll see you guys in the next home game, but I'm going to enjoy this one as a fan. With two interceptions in the first quarter, one return for a game-tying touchdown. The defense set the tone for the game. Pepper Johnson. That game takes me back to my childhood when me and my friends would go to watch uh, a karate movie. And every movie, you had this, this point in time where the star, the good guy, was getting ready to fight against his, his nemesis, and he trained. And um, that was us. We felt like we was, was battle tough. Paul Perillo. What I was struck with that game was how physical it was. I thought it was a really hard-fought game. Warner's back to throw and play action. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to be sacked. Back at about the 34-yard line. That time the pressure was there, and a lot of Patriots in on the hit. I thought the Rams were markedly better and didn't play very well that night. Um, now, it turns out that it wasn't the case, and we know you know they, they got a chance to play again you know, a couple of months later. Um, that, but that Rams game, I thought, was a continuation of sort of what I felt against Denver. Like, this team, they can play with anybody. They, they're, they're a good team, and they can play with anyone, and they know they can play with anyone. Now Antoine Smith is offset as the right half. Three receivers to the near side left for Brady. First and goal at the Ram 10. Brady back to throw. Looks, looks, fires, end zone, touchdown to David Patton. Scott Pioli. I think the players really believe at that point in time, like, wait a second, we've actually got a good football team. We just played well against a really good team. If we didn't turn the ball over we might have had a chance and I just remember that there was a an odd it was a combination of frustration but manifested itself also in a confidence because after that you know that game you know I think it was the Saints we played after that and we thumped the Saints and then we went against the Jets and you know pretty good Jets team and, and beat them and it just felt like the confidence was building again because it was, one uh, again, a game where we played one of the best teams in football and we're right there with them. Jermaine Wiggins. But when you're in striking distance and, you know, late in the fourth quarter, that gives a team a lot of confidence to say, okay, here's what type of football team we really are. We got to fix some things so we're able to win those games, but we know we can compete. And I think that was what that Rams game uh, showed us is that 
we know we can hang with the big dogs. And, and, and when you know you can hang with the big dogs, that's all you need in the NFL. The Patriots certainly showed tonight that they can play with the big boys, uh, the St. Louis Rams, but were unable to get it over the top. Rob Ryan. Belichick turned the entire organization around when he went up in front of the team after losing that night game, and this is the first time he ever was super positive with the guys in like that year and six weeks or whatever it was, when he stepped up and he goes, I'll tell you what, that game's on me. I blew it. I blew this game. No question. It was me. He goes, if you guys play as hard as you did in this game every week, and if we coach as hard as we did like we did this week, we'll see him again. We'll see that team again. And sure as hell, we did. With six games to go and a renewed confidence, despite a disappointing loss that dropped them back to 500, Belichick made a critical decision about the direction of the team, naming Tom Brady the starter for the rest of the season. My job is to make the decisions for the football team, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the best decisions I can for the football team. That's what that's what Mr. Kraft's paying me to do, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the decisions that I think are the best for the football team. T-E-A-M as in team. Mike Reese. It really seemed like there were two camps in the media. It was like, Drew's got to get his job back. You can't lose your job because of injury. And it was like people going to bat for Drew. Almost like they had been with him since 1993. It's the face of the franchise. You can't take it away from him. There's very little loyalty in the NFL anymore. There really isn't. And uh, the, the way things change with free agency, with... with uh, New players coming in. Hey, if you know if somebody's on the field, they're doing your job, uh, and they're doing it well. Uh, then hey, look out. The, don't don't go off the field. Hey man, if you if you're hurt, do whatever you can to stay out there. And then there was another group in the media that was almost like on Brady's side, that was like, like the guy's got to go, and you can't turn away from him now. Like I'm sorry, but this is professional football. And that, that's what I remember the most, almost like the division within the media on that topic. You know, when you're the quarterback, you always feel like, I've had a big part to do with this game. When you're the backup quarterback, you don't even feel like you're on the team. You feel like you're a fan. You know, like, God, I didn't do anything to help our team win. You always feel that oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just taking up space. Pepper Johnson. We start getting the groove and that confidence um, that, that grew in, in, in inside of all of us. I can't just say the players, but um, the coaches as well. It, it, you know, you could you could feel it, and you can start seeing in, in the play and how the guys uh, responded on the sidelines when something bad happened. They was nipping at the bit to get back out there on the field because they didn't like what they just did or what just happened to them. That's when you, to me, you really. Um, know that you, we are championship caliber. Mike Vrabel. That will always be the thing that stood out to me is that after Thanksgiving, we won nine games in a row. And so, you know, like a lot of the times, it takes you a little bit to kind of figure out who you are. And, you know, we ran the football, we took care of the football, played good defense, good, good in scoring defense, and, um, you know, opportunistic on offense. With Brady secure under center, the Patriots would reel off six straight wins to end their season, going from an afterthought to conference contender. And so they complete the remarkable turnaround from 5-11 and in last to 11-5 and in first in the AFC East. A week after losing to the Rams, Brady threw for four touchdowns as the Pats blew out the Saints 34-17. It was the high-water mark for the offense in 2001, 
as they posted 432 yards of total offense. On second down, Brady rolls out to the right, throws it back to the left. It is a screen. Complete to Smith. He's clear at the 40. 35, 30, third, 25, 20, left sideline, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Antoine Smith, brilliantly executed screen pass, and he ripped it for the touchdown, 41 yards. Against their divisional rivals, the New York Jets, the Patriots fell behind 13-0 at halftime clawed their way back with Brady leading a fourth quarter drive to secure the winning field goal. Testaverde long count, drops back to throw, steps up, fires, and it's intercepted! Intercepted at the 33-yard line! The Patriots take over on the pass interception! They're mobbing the player who made the interception, I'm not sure who it was. Drifting over to make the interception is Terrell Buckley. Terrell Buckley with a pass interception with 2.02 to go on fourth down, and the Patriots take over at their own 33-yard line, blunting the Jet drive. With the victory, New England advanced to 7-5, matching the Jets' win total and putting the Patriots firmly in the playoff conversation. Brady goes to a knee. The ball game is over. The P-A-T-S, Pats, 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 have beaten the New York Jets. And the Patriots will improve to 7-5 and five and really improve their playoff chances with this one, Gino. This was a very gutty win by a team that played very poorly in the first half and just played great football in the second half on both sides of the ball. Against the 6-5 and five Browns, the Patriots would fall into another first quarter hole after Tom Brady threw a pick six that gave Cleveland the 10-3 lead. Now an empty backfield for Brady. Quickly drops back to pass, fires, and it is picked off. Intercepted by Corey Fuller at the 30. 25 at the 20. Brady can't get him. He's going to go in for a touchdown. The Cleveland Browns lead the NFL in pass interceptions with now 26. And that one is taken to the house for a touchdown. But the methodical and balanced Patriots would come back and pull away for their eighth win of the season. With special teams playing a significant role once again, and the defense forcing four turnovers. Troy, this team is charging toward the playoffs right now. When did you believe you could be a playoff contender? We came into the season thinking we could be a playoff contender, but uh, we didn't get off to a good start this year and uh, got to dig ourselves out of a hole. And uh, now we got ourselves, you know, turned around. We're back on top now, and uh, we're fighting to win the AFC, AFC East right now. So uh, hopefully we can keep it going next week. All right, Troy, congratulations. Good luck against Buffalo next week. Back to you, Boomer. The Pats are hot. A mid-December trip to Buffalo went to overtime after the Bills and Pats traded three field goals apiece in regulation in a classic AFC East slogfest. Going to keep it and go at the 40. Oh, he gets his helmet knocked off with a vicious hit at the 40-yard line. Wow. With the Patriots driving in overtime, Tom Brady completed a pass along the sidelines for 13 yards to David Patton. Patton took a huge hit, falling unconscious, with his head hitting out of bounds, but the ball still inbounds. There was a catch. The ball was fumbled. However, while the receiver's head was touching out of bounds, he was in contact with the ball, making that out of bounds. New England will keep the ball. All right. The 41 yards. Whoa, that's what I was wondering when I meant. Whoa, you what had a it. break. What a break. He was out of bounds while he had the ball. That put the ball out of bounds, and the Patriots retained possession at the Buffalo 41-yard line. Rob Ryan. Remember the one, one game in Buffalo where uh... – who was it? David Patton caught the ball, got knocked unconscious, got us in field goal range, and he's still holding on to the ball. I mean, he's asleep, but he still held on to the ball to get us in field goal range in the fourth quarter. That's what kind of took, you know, to to win the damn, uh, you know, to get in the playoffs and and to get home field advantage and all that stuff. A fortuitous bounce of the football helped set up the game-winning kick as the magical season continued to roll on for New England. The ball down, the kick up, and the Patriots win. Adam Vinatieri kicks a 23-yard field goal. 
With 9.15 showing on the clock, the Patriots come out of it. A tough, tough, tough ball game to win. The Patriots would stay in the division the following week, taking on the defending champs of the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins, in what appeared at the time to be the final send-off of the old Foxborough Stadium. New England raced out to a 20-0 lead in the first half and never looked back, capping off their home schedule with an impressive win, 20-13. Brady takes the knee again. Bill Belichick hugging his players on the sideline. Down to 33 seconds to play. The Patriots will win their final regular season game at Foxborough Stadium. They will go into first place with their fifth win in a row to improve to 10-5. One more game to go in two weeks against Carolina. So with the final score of this final regular season game in Chile Foxborough, with the sun gone down and the darkness around, the New England Patriots 20. Let's make that the first place. New England Patriots 20, the Miami Dolphins 14. That's got a nice ring. Yes, sir. That's it from Foxborough Stadium. Mike Reese. I loved it. Like, I loved the old stadium for the intimacy. The, you know, we can look back on the aluminum benches now with, like, some um, maybe fond thoughts. They were so freaking uncomfortable. Like, we were just lucky. We were in literally the last row, so we could lean up against, like, the concrete of the press box. So that was our chair back, you know? So I will tell you, like, yeah, there's a little nostalgia at, on that day with the last, when you're thinking it's the last game against Miami. Oh, you know what? We had, we had some good memories here over the last eight, 10 years for me, but we felt like it was time to go. What about you? You know, coming from when the team was 0-2 and, and you take over, did you dream it would come to this? Well, I, th- I really think you prepare for, you know, that when your number is called to be ready to play. And, you know, each week it's about getting better and learning. And, and you know, being a young quarterback, you realize you're, you're going to learn every week. And some days are better some days are better than others as I'm, I'm continuing to learn. After a week 16 bye, the Patriots found themselves heading to Carolina with the chance to secure an AFC East division championship and possibly, if they got some help, a first-round playoff bye. The game was never in question as the Pats returned two interceptions and a punt for touchdowns in a 38-6 romp that closed the season out in style. Congratulations to the New England Patriots. They began the year 0-2, and now they are champs of the AFC East, an unlikely champion, but a champion that goes in with a six-game winning streak and a Pro Bowl quarterback from nowhere, Tom Brady. But the team would have to wait to find out if they secured the second seed in the division and the bye that came with it. This is Gil Santos reminding you that either next weekend the Patriots will play in the first round of the playoffs or if Oakland loses to the Jets, the Patriots would be the number two seed and have next weekend off. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Paul Perillo. So now the Raiders are playing the Jets. The Jets are out in Oakland, and we're on the, on the flight home. And Charlie Weiss has got his portable television, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. And, you know, the reception was just as you would imagine. It's in and out. It's in the fourth quarter, and the game is close. It's going back and forth. And Charlie's given play-by-play. I can't even describe it. There's literally, like, two dozen players huddled around Charlie's chair on the plane as we're flying home from Carolina. And they're living and dying with every play, half of which, mind you, they can't even see because they don't know exactly what's going on. So the plane ride is just a roller coaster of, of emotions. And it looks like that's it. Everybody was deflated. Everybody was defeated. Half of the guys went back to their seats. And all of a sudden, Charlie goes, wait, they have the ball back. 
you know, you talk about the snow that was going to happen in the divisional round game. The snow on Charlie's TV was much, much worse than the snow uh, in the stadium at Foxborough State. So, yeah, no one had any idea. He kicks it, uh, 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 and, and then all of a sudden, the absolute loudest ovation you ever hear because he made the field goal, and that forced the Raiders to have to play on wild card weekend against the Jets again and then travel all the way across the country the following week to play the Patriots. It, it was surreal, absolutely surreal, that plane ride home. Damian Woody. Let's just say that the um, the alcohol flowed a little bit in that plane ride. Um, it, it was uh, it was it was a joyous occasion. I mean, because we went down in Carolina and we we had fun. We handled business against the Panthers in that game, and I just remember on the plane ride, just the energy level was like wow, you know, wow, like things just broke our way as far as you know how the postseason you know coming was going to come about for us. So, I mean, it was just a tremendous plane ride for us. Tom E. Curran. You could see it unfolding, and you could see the self-belief that the team had, but it was also based in culture, and it was based in the fundamentals that they played with and that they didn't beat themselves. And as great as Bledsoe was as a passer and as good a leader as he was, he did have a mentality of, I got to do this. It's got to be me. It's all going to come down to Drew. And he wanted it that way. And Brady wasn't like that. It was a running game. It was special teams. It was unbelievable defense. It was a secondary loaded with players. And they liked each other. Chris Berman. I think what you notice is that when you look back at those November and December games, they were doing a lot of little things really well, uh, which now as time has gone on, everybody knows that's a trademark of, of Coach Belichick's teams. Um they played really sharp defense that if the offense, you know, would they win a game all on field goals? I think with Buffalo, right? So they, if the offense wasn't going to put up a ton of points, which usually they did not, the Patriots would be in the game. Nick Fitzy Stevens. I lo always look forward to every Sunday because I'm a football addict and I'm a diehard Pats fan. But the way people started looking forward to Sundays when Tom Brady was the quarterback, and the Patriots started winning was it was an electricity that you couldn't even describe just because it was unique to you at this point. You didn't know what this was. Everyone was always like, oh, man, yeah, like, oh, you know, I know you're Red Sox town and Boston's Boston. But like, oh, the upstart Pats, like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, that's, that's adorable. Look at that All-American quarterback, Tom Brady. Who doesn't love Tom Brady? Just like what a success story. He's that's that's adorable. I mean, you guys aren't going to win anything special. Like, there's no chance you guys if you guys make it to the playoffs, you'll get your doors blown off. But like, don't get your hopes up. But like, have fun on this cute little ride. I don't think any of us knew what to expect come playoffs. Next time on 2001, a Super Bowl sound odyssey. The Patriots say goodbye to their first permanent home stadium with a game for the ages. 2001, A Super Bowl Sound Odyssey was produced by Mike Dussault with audio engineer Matt Morell for Patriots.com. Can't get enough Patriots 2001 content? Relive the historic year by following the Patriots Time Machine, a social media account 20 years after its time, following the Patriots 2001 season as if it were happening live. See daily transactions, watch game highlights, and go back in time to the start of the Patriots Super Bowl dynasty. Follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Pat's Time Machine.